folks, and welcome to the Mayberry Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Alan Newsom. It's great to have you joining me again this uh, episode of the Mayberry Bible Study Podcast. We're going to be going over, on this episode of the podcast, the Andy Griffith Show episode, Aunt Bee's Medicine Man. So this ought to be a lot of fun. Get to deal with Colonel Harvey and everybody. For those that don't know, if this is your first time joining us for the Mayberry Bible Study podcast, the uh, the podcast, the Bible study, is based on the Mayberry Bible Study, which was originated by Joey Fan back in 1998. And if you want to go and check out the uh, the lessons and stuff that you can download for free and do a Mayberry Bible Study at your own church or in your own Bible study class that you're having, you can go to barneyfife.com and you can pick up all kinds of episodes uh, of uh, of uh, lesson plans. They're all right there for you to go and, and get for free. So we want to thank Joey for that. Now, what we're going to be doing in this episode of the Bible Study Podcast is we're going to listen to one of the public domain episodes of the Andy Griffith Show. Now, there are 16 public domain episodes. That means we can have 16 episodes of the Bible Study Podcast and not break any laws by using copyrighted material. So that's going to be our plan as we go through this. And as I said, today's episode is episode number 87 of the Andy Griffith Show, and it's called Aunt Bee's Medicine Man. Now, this episode, if you'll remember, uh, Aunt Bee's in trouble or is troubled that a friend has passed away and she's feeling vulnerable. You know, she's afraid because uh, the friends was her own age. You know, they were the same age. And then this traveling salesman, Colonel Harvey, comes through town selling his elixir. It's going to cure all that ails you. <laughs> so she purchases two bottles. I'll take two, she says. And uh, then a whole bunch of other townspeople do as well. And, well, everything happens from there. So what we're going to watch as we watch this episode, what I want you to be keeping in mind is the character that is shown by the people of Mayberry. Are they showing things as a Christian should do? Are they doing things as a Christian should do? Are they doing it as a Christian shouldn't do? And that's what we always look for in the Mayberry Bible study. And that's exactly what we're going to be viewing today or listening to today as we go through Aunt B's Medicine Man. So here we go, folks. Let's listen to the episode and then we'll come back and we'll do the Bible study about that exact episode. So here it is, Aunt Bee's Medicine Man. The Andy Griffith Show, starring Andy Griffith, with Ronnie Howard, also starring Don Knotts. As the episode opens, we see Barney in the back room of the courthouse looking at a picture of Rock Hudson and looking at himself in the mirror combing his hair to try and make himself look like Rock. <laughs> Barney fixes his hair, pushing it down, smiles at the picture, lays down his comb, looks smugly into the mirror. <laughs> Raising his eyebrows. Looks at the picture of Rock Hudson. Trying to see what's different about 
Rock Hudson and himself. Now he does a silly grin. The door of the courthouse opens and Aunt B walks in. Barney grabs his hat. Hello, Barney. Do you mind if I just sit down for a minute? Why, Aunt B, ain't you feeling good? Here, you just set yourself right down here. Thank you, Barney. I, I just feel a little faint. Faint? Now, no, don't do that. Uh, I'll get you a glass of water. Uh, uh, maybe, I, maybe we better better loosen something. <laughs> you got something we can loosen? <laughs> oh, wait, here, let's get your feet up. <laughs> Listen, we'll just rub your wrists here. What for? Uh, I don't know. They, they always do that. <laughs> you're going to be all right now. You're going to be fine. You I ain't be. What's, what's the matter? Oh, Aunt B is just sick as she can be. What, what, what's wrong? I'll be all right, Andy. I'm just... I just had a shock, that's all. Well, well, what happened? Did you hear about Augusta Finch? No, what happened to her? She passed away at 10.30 this morning. Oh, I'm sorry. It was a blow, a terrible blow. Well, Aunt B, you and Miss Finch never was that close for you to carry on like this. Close? She was exactly my age. Well, just cause she is your age don't mean anything. Augusta always enjoyed poor health as long as I can remember, but you've always been healthy. Well, I may not complain, maybe. Well, we all have to go sometime. <laughs> uh, Ain't B, if you're not feeling good, why don't you go see Doc Andrews? Oh, Doc Andrews, a lot he can do. A lot he did for Gussie. Well, he's always taking good care of us. Let me just give him a ring. Don't you dare. I know just what he'll tell me, and I don't want to hear it. Tells me the same thing every time I see him. What's that? We're no spring chickens anymore. Well, maybe he isn't. I'm not going to pay Doc Andrews $5 just to tell me how old I am. And I'm not that old. <laughs> but if you're not feeling good... I feel fine. Don't be late for supper. <laughs> Aunt B's walking down the road toward the house. His hey, Opie runs up. I've always told you to go straight home from school. Come and see A.B. He's telling all about the Indians. Who? Him. We see a crowd gathered around listening to Colonel, Colonel Harvey as he talks. Do you drag yourself out of bed in the morning? Does life seem hardly worth living? Then, friends, give me your attention, your undivided attention. Oh, heck, it's just another commercial. Come on, Amy. You run along home. Hope I want to listen. Okay. My mission in life is health, is zest, is vigor, is the joy of living. Now, what I offer you, my friends, is no medicine. It is far more than that. It is a tonic, an elixir, to purge the body and lift the spirits, to put a light in the eye and a spring in the step, a lilt in the voice and hope in the human heart. Breathes there a man with soul so dead he can say he is not interested at only one dollar a bottle? Please, friends, I know the price is ridiculous. It only helps defray the cost. While the supply lasts, do I hear a voice? 
I'll take two. Ah, there speaks someone in whom the spark is not dead. Are there others? Step forward, please. I'll take one. One for the lady. Most of the crowd has left, but Aunt B's still standing outside Colonel Harvey's booth. Colonel Harvey's counting his money. Colonel Harvey, I'd like to tell you how much I admire the work you're doing. Ah, thank you, dear lady, thank you. Are you planning to stay long in Mayberry? Would that I might. Seldom in all my travels have I come upon so Charming a town with so many fine people, not least among them your own charming self. Colonel, when's the last time you had a home cooked meal? Oh, no. Why? I read your thoughts. They shine from your eyes like the goodness within. We'd be very happy to have you for supper. You're most kind. Who could resist the opportunity of making your better acquaintance? Oh, good. Shall we say six o'clock? Six o'clock. What time do the Indians eat? <laughs> Indians? Oh, well, they eat most any time, uh, 6.35, 7. Good. Well, we'll say six o'clock. I shall count the hours. <laughs> Colonel Harvey kisses Aunt B's hand. Three, two, Maple Road. Andy and, and Barney drive up in the squad car. Hey, wait a minute, what's that? To put a light in the eye and a spring in the step. And see Colonel Harvey's like selling on the street. Yeah. Parking, let's take a look. My mission in life is health, is zest, is vigor, is the joy of living. What I offer you is no medicine. It is far more than that. It is a tonic and elixir to purge the body. Are you overweight? Do you worry too much? Worry about money? Worry about the future? Well then, friends, let me ask you one thing. Have you ever seen a fat or worried Indian? Have you ever known an Indian with ulcers? I ain't never known an Indian, have you? No. It's because the Indian's way is nature's way. Nature's way is Colonel Harvey's way. Colonel Harvey's Indian elixir, good for what ails you. Uh, Colonel, could I ask you a question? By all means. Come closer, friend. Hey, you got a license that allows you to sell on the street? Indeed I have, Sheriff. Duly applied for and received from your county clerk. You got a license that allows you to sell medicine? No, Sheriff. My elixir is no drug, no so-called medicine. Examine the label. You will find no claim which cannot be substantiated. You will not see it advertised. It is not sold in drugstores, nor through the mails in interstate commerce. Here you are, Sheriff. May I offer you this bottle with my compliments? No, you keep that. Oh, please, Sheriff, test it. See if it doesn't make you feel better. I feel fine. Yes, go on. None so blind as those who will not see. Mark it well, my friend. Colonel Harvey. What's thing? Well, we can't hold him on a 603. Are you feeling tired? No. Or even a 115. What's a 115? 
Parking next to a hydrant. <laughs> well, let's go. Can't be an opier singing around the piano at the table home. Andy and Barney come walking in the front door with surprised looks on their face. you play that piano in years. Well, I thought I'd forgotten how. <laughs> well, you sure playing the daylights out of it then. <laughs> uh, you uh, feeling all right? Oh, I never felt better. What'd you do, break down and go see Doc Andrews? Oh, oh Doc Andrews. I found something much better than that. The... Oh, my goodness, what time is it? Uh, <clears throat> ain't B. Oh, no, don't me question. I have to get the supper in the oven. We have a, a guest coming. A guest? Oh, my apron from the kitchen, please. No, 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 never mind. I'm going that way anyway. <laughs> oh, Barney. Where did you come from? Oh, I've been right here. Andy. Oh, Andy, why didn't you tell me? Oh, he, he ain't staying. He just dropped me off. Oh, well, it's very nice to see you, Barney. Don't be such a stranger. Stranger? <laughs> hey, B, sure is feeling good, huh, Paul? It sure is. <laughs> uh, Opie, you want to go out in the kitchen and uh, see what happened? What happened, A.B.? Andy, I don't like to say this, but... You don't have to. If there's anybody else, I'd say she was tiddly. If there's anybody else, you'd be right. But she won't even allow fruitcake in the house. The kind of brother she had. Well, where there's smoke, there's fire water. <laughs> what did I come in here for? Oh, your raincoat in the closet. Oh, yeah. Marty opens the closet and sees Colonel Harvey's Indian elixir on the shelf. Andy, maybe this will explain why Aunt B's feeling so good. Sure looks like she took the adult dose. <laughs> hey, let me tell you what I want you to do. Run this over to Doc Andrews and have him analyze it. Right. Good. Aunt B comes out of the kitchen, setting the table for dinner. Well, Aunt B, tell me about your afternoon. Oh, 
explained it. I had one of the most extraordinary experiences of my life. Well, tell me about it. Nothing happened to me like that since... since I was baptized. <laughs> oh, this man, he has such power. What man? Well, you meet him. He's coming for supper. You know, just listening to him, I felt better. And afterwards, when I actually talked with him... Oh, that's him. That's him. I'll get it. Open! I'll get it. Andy? I'll get it. <laughs> Good evening, dear lady. <laughs> well, we meet again. Oh, do you two know each other? You might say we know each other. Well, it is a small world. Well, you just don't stand there. Take the colonel's hat. And I've made you the most. <laughs> They're all sitting Miss around the table I have after eating at supper. I have the finest restaurants in New Orleans, but never have I tasted food like that. Oh, well, well Colonel. Oh, Colonel, how can you say that? It was only just pot luck, you know. Tush, my dear lady. Tush. There is pot luck and there is pot luck. <laughs> Not only the ingredients, it's the magic with which it's prepared. And you, my dear lady... Have the magical touch. My compliments. They walk around oh, and sit on the couch. Colonel, Colonel you Harvey. you make smoke come out of your ears? Lots of cigars. No, my boy, that I cannot do, but I can do something else. Have you ever seen Indian smoke signals? Then I shall show you. Hmm. Colonel Harvey puffs away on the cigar. Blows smoke into his hand. Moves his hand and smoke flies out of his hand. Right into Opie's face. Like a smoke signal. You know what that means? The cavalry is coming. Send another message, Colonel. <laughs> oh, Colonel, you have to forgive the child. He's simply captivated by you and I can't blame him. Opie, say goodnight to the Colonel and run on up and do your homework. But I haven't got any. Now, don't tell me that. I want to stay and listen. You got your order, son. Okay, Paul. Good night, A.B. Good night, O.P. Good night, Paul. Good night. Good night, Colonel. There's me, Colonel Harvey makes hand signals as an Indian man. You know what that means? Neku yate chochonne. Wow. Simply wonderful. Shawnee, I lived among them. And devils. Andy, why don't you entertain the colonel while I get some coffee? Pardon me. Dear lady. Oh. Well, colonel. How long, uh... How long you figuring on staying in these parts? Sheriff, my travels have taken me to many villages and hamlets in this great land of ours. But never have I met such warm, 
wonderful, gracious people as you have in this town. Yeah. Let me ask I you... I wish that I could say <laughs> that my permanent address is Mayberry, USA. Good. Now, let me ask but you... alas, <laughs> my mission calls me to ever far distant lands. Yeah, I guess there is a great need. <laughs> Sheriff, if you only knew... If you only knew... <laughs> Let me ask you. Here we are. Uh, let me help you, dear lady. Thank you, Colonel. Colonel, I just had the most wonderful idea. How would you like to address the meeting of my Ladies' Aid Church Committee? We can meet right here tomorrow afternoon. There. You see, I never know when I shall be called upon to serve. I would deem it a privilege. <laughs> Barney walks into the courthouse. He gives Andy a piece of paper. 85% alcohol. No wonder she is feeling no pain. There's your grounds. Selling plain liquor. Let's run him out of town. No, it ain't that simple. Well, but Andy, the guy's a grade-A double-barreled phony. I know, but ain't B believes in him. If I run him out of town like this, she'll never forgive me. We'll have to prove it to her. But Andy, while we're stalling around here, he could be giving us the slip. Well, he ain't leaving right now. He's over at the house addressing the Ladies' Aid Church Committee right now. Oh, it's going to be a red-letter day in Mayberry if the whole Ladies' Aid Church Committee gets crocked. <laughs> hey, Barney, you may just have something there. Huh? Andy and Barney drive up in the squad car in front of Andy's house. You hear music coming from inside. Andy gets out, Barney drives off. Andy walks up to the porch and goes in the house. Changes to the courthouse. Andy pouring coffee for Aunt yes, B. Yes, I am. All the ladies are drinking that coffee. That stuff of the colonels is supposed to purge the body and lift the spirit. Actually, what it does is give you a buzz. <laughs> the colonel calls it elixir. Other names are hooch, boo, happy water, old red eye. In other words, ladies. You got gas. <laughs> oh! All right, come on. Come on, move. Get in here. Hey. Well, ladies, you look well. I assume this is my suite. Yeah, come on, move. Move. Huh. 
right, ladies. I, uh, I guess you can go now. Colonel Harvey's sitting in the jail cell as the ladies walk by, all of them giving looks of disgust. Aunt B pauses at the courthouse door. Oh, that's all right, Aunt B. You had a good time. I tell you the truth, I'm gonna kind of miss that singing. <laughs> hey, I got an idea. For supper tonight, why don't you make a nice big rum cake and get back on that piano Ooh, stuff? Please. <laughs> Andy and Barney are playing checkers at the courthouse as Aunt B oh, comes hi, in the door. Good. Everything all right? Mm-hmm. I told him how I was feeling. The aches, the pains, the tiredness, the dizziness, everything. And what do you think he said? What? We're no spring chickens anymore. <laughs> but you're all right. Yes, for someone who's no longer a spring chicken. <laughs> Aunt B leaves the courthouse. <laughs> uh, women. Boy, they can talk themselves into anything, can't they? <laughs> sure can. They just let their imaginations run away with it. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Andy thinks about what Barney just said. Hey, Barn. Hmm. How long has it been since you had a checkup? Me? Are you kidding? What do I need a checkup for? I feel fine. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you ask that? What? When did I have a checkup? Oh, I don't know. I just think everybody ought to have a checkup every now and then. You've been looking a little pale, too. Maybe, maybe you're tired or it's lack of sleep or... Huh? Well, I don't feel tired. Good. I look pale to you, huh? Yeah, look a little pale. Eyes look a little funny, and, uh... And what? What else? What? Oh, I don't know. You just look a little, um... You know? Oh, there's probably nothing, though. <laughs> You know, I do look pale. He's looking at himself in the mirror now, I checking his eyes. Oh, I wouldn't worry about it. You know, it wouldn't hurt to have Doc Andrews take a look at me. I've been having these palpitations. I didn't tell you about that. I woke up just this morning. Sarah, get me Doc Andrews, will you? And hurry, Sarah, it's an emergency. Stick with me, will you, Andrews? Right to the end, buddy. <laughs> Right, folks, well, that was Aunt B's Medicine Man, episode number 87 of the Andy Griffith Show. A great episode of the Andy Griffith Show. They all are great. I don't know how we can do any better. But now let's see 
if we can determine some things that we saw in this episode that can help us in our Christian walk as we go forward. So hopefully you've got your handout. And on the handout, we talk about this. You know, have you ever been afraid or troubled by something? You saw Aunt B. She was all concerned and worried about, uh, you know, her friend having passed away and they were the same age. Have you ever been afraid and troubled? Well, you know, as Christians, uh, you know, we, we have something to lean on that really helps us you know, Christ, our Savior, and, and God, you know, we get to lean on Him uh, to keep us from being so fearful. Uh, but we still get afraid. Well, let's see what it says here in uh, Timothy, First uh, Timothy 2, 7. It, uh, it says this, it says, And for this purpose I am appointed an herald and an apostle. I'm telling the truth. I'm not lying. A teacher of the true faith to the Gentiles. Now, that's the verse that we have on here, but let me uh, let me read the verses around it. So we'll start at First uh, Timothy uh, chapter 2, verse 1, and it says this. It says, I urge then, first of all, that requests, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for everyone, for kings and all those in authority, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all goodness and holiness. This is good and pleases God our Savior who wants all men to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all men, the testimony given in its proper time. And for this purpose, I was appointed a herald and an apostle, and I'm telling the truth, I'm not lying, and a teacher of true faith. Wow, you know, knowing that uh, Christ came and died for us, that should give us a lot of help on being fearful, you know, because uh, being fearful may be a lack of trust in God or a lack of understanding of God's plan. You know, being fearful, you know, it tempts us to do irrational and unusual things. <laughs> we saw Aunt B go out there and uh, listen to Colonel Harvey talk and was like, I'll take two. You know, she took two of Colonel Harvey's Indian elixir. Another verse that I wanted to read to you that is not on the handout is First John four eighteen, and what? Well, let me read a little bit around it too. We'll start uh, partway through uh, verse sixteen, where it's talking about you know it's, as God is love. Talking about that, whoever lives in love lives in God, and God in Him. In this way, love is made complete among us, so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. Because in this world, we are like Him. Then the verse eighteen, which is the one. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. So we've seen we've seen that, uh, you know, fearfulness uh, is that a lack of of trust and understanding in God's plans for our lives is you saw it be be fearful. She was afraid because her friend had passed away and they were the same age. you know, Timothy 1.7 says, uh, also tell us not to fear, for God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of love. That's right. That's a great verse there. We've got, uh, that's coming from the chat room uh, that's uh, that's live here as we're doing the Bible study uh, podcast recording. Uh, you know, it does give us as a Christians, as Christians, I think, an opportunity to try to trust God and to not be fearful of the things that are going on around us. 
you know, it's easy to say, you know, every Bible study lesson that we've done, there's a lot of things that we talk about that I'm often saying, wow, this is easy to say, it's hard to do. And it is kind of hard to do, and we're not going to be able to do it alone. Christ will help us. You know, the Holy Spirit's here with us. He will be the one that gives us that uh, encouraging encouragement to be able to handle these situations and go forward. But Wow, don't we have such a wonderful benefit of having Christ as Savior that we can lean on Him and He will be able to guide us through these things. You know, what drastic or extreme or unusual measures did fear ever attempt you to take? You don't have to say anything right now, but I want you to think about that. Fearfulness. Have you ever been afraid? You know, not fear in the sense of, oh, I'm afraid I might fall off this mountain. <laughs> you know, I'm on the side of a mountain, scared to death, may fall off of the edge. But I'm talking about fear in your life. Fear like Aunt B was having, that she might pass away, that her friend had passed away. So, of course, it was affecting her. You know, she was no spring chicken anymore. You know, so what kind of uh, extreme or drastic or unusual measures has fear tempted you to take? Just think about that a little bit, and we'll go on from there. But I, just be in thought about that exact thing you know have you ever been tricked have you ever been tricked or fooled by somebody you know how did you feel when you found out but how, you know how, have you ever been tricked we saw aunt b she was tricked by colonel harvey right so she she trusted colonel harvey she went out and uh you know bought two of his uh indian elixirs <laughs> she bought two of them not just one but two she bought she bought, uh, you know, because she was fearful. She was hearing this uh, wonderful talk coming from this very, you know, persuasive man talking about all the things that this medicine could do for you, make you feel young and vibrant and all these things. And that's what she was fearful about exactly at that moment. So she was weak and she had that weakness of heart that she heard somebody given, you know, some measure of comfort of a way out and she was tricked or fooled into believing that that was the way she should go. Wow. Don't we see that in the world? Don't we see that so much as we look around us at all the things that are happening to people uh, in the world that they're searching and looking for something that'll give them peace and, and just, and just love and peace and, and a, a peace in their heart. And they fall for so many things that are just, that, that is not the way. You know, we know as Christians that Christ is the way. But they believe all these different things, drugs, alcohol, you know, so many, just all these things, money, trips, all those things that just uh, deceive people into believing that that is the way that they can be happy and lose this fear. Let's, uh, how do we guard against that? Well, wisdom is one way. So let's read uh, the verses that are listed are, are Proverbs 4, 1 through 27. I cut that down, so we're only going li- to read 5 through 13, but I'm going to read that to you. So it's Proverbs 4, 5 through 13. The whole whole chapter is great. So that's also printed on your guide if you have it. It's on the It's on the second page, the entire Uh, text but i'm only going to read this one part it says get wisdom get understanding do not forget my words or swerve from them do not forsake wisdom and she will protect you 
Love her and she will watch over you. Wisdom is supreme. Therefore, get wisdom. Though it costs all you have, get understanding. Esteem her and she will exalt you. Embrace her and she will honor you. She will set a garland of grace on your head and present you with a crown of splendor. Listen, my son, accept what I say, and the years of your lives will be many. I guide you in the way of wisdom and lead you along a straight path. When you walk, your steps will not be hampered. When you run, you will not stumble. Hold on to instruction and do not let it go. Guard it well, for it is your life. Wisdom. Wisdom protects us from being deceived, just like Aunt B was. She was deceived in this case. And the ladies of the Auxiliary League evidently also deceived. But wisdom, having a wise heart, a wise mind, having the wisdom of God, the Holy Spirit in your heart, will protect you from being deceived. It'll help you with these things. It'll insulate you from doing foolish and unwise things. You know, uh, going out, just all these different things that people do to try to make themselves feel better. The uh, extreme things that some people do to get a rush out of life. A lot of times wisdom of God will let you know that's not the answer. That is not the way to go. That's not going to be the thing that's going to give you what you're looking for. And wisdom will give us that ability to to discern the enemy's tricks. So we need to really be looking for those things. We need to be looking for the things that we know that uh, that the enemy, Satan, is trying to use against us because we're weak, we're fearful, and we're not being very wise at that time. We're not holding that that knowledge that Christ is right there in our heart, and he loves us, and he's going to be with us and be able to guide us through these situations. But wisdom, if we can get it. We pray for wisdom because that's how you're going to get it. Pray for it and ask God to give it to you and let the Holy Spirit live in you to give you the wisdom that you need. <clears throat> so in, in discernment, you know, have you, uh, have you ever met anybody who's a little bit shady? You know, it's the same kind of thing, deceived. Uh, have you been uh, around deceptive people? But other people thought they were honest. Have you ever been around those? Have you ever had that happen? You know, how did you act around that person? And what did you say to other folks? They all think he's great. But you just have this sense about you, the discernment that the wisdom of God can give you. It can give you that discernment. It can give you an ability to do that. First uh, John chapter 4, verse 1 says, Dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. Because many false prophets have gone out into the world. There are many people out there that are teaching and telling things that are just not right. They're not biblical. They're, they're, they're just not coming from God. They're, they're not something you need to be paying attention to and trying to emulate. So, so for sure, be out there trying to discover how that's wrong. Christians have a responsibility to discover the truth and to be people of truth. We're not supposed to believe everything somebody says. Let's read uh, Philippians 1, 9 through 11. It says this. It says, And this is my prayer, 
that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight, so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless until the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. So we need to be discerning. We need to be able to discern what is best as Christians. We we have got to be able to do that. Now, we're not smart enough to do this. At least I'm not. (laughs) You may be. But through Christ, we can do it. With the Holy Spirit living in our life, we can do these things. The Bible says we can do it. If the Bible says we can do it, I believe it. Doesn't mean I always do it myself. I should try. I, I try to be able to do it. But we should be striving to be in that in that realm. We should be tr- trying our very best to be trying to be wise, trying to not be fearful, and trying to have some discernment in our life, especially in the world we live in today is what Kathy says in the chat room. Amen. There are so, so many things out there. And we hear lies and lies and lies. Uh, it's uh, we don't. I don't want to talk about politics, but right now it's 2012. The political season for the next presidential election is up and going. Wow, do we need discernment as Christians to listen to what people are saying and know what's true? And that's just that's just in politics. It really, what does that matter in the scheme of the of eternity? Nothing. But we really need to be able to discern that. We need to know what's true. We need to know what's false. We need to know when people are just lying to us and giving us a bill of, a bill of goods that we shouldn't be accepting. We shouldn't accept that. We should, we should, as Christians, be able to discern and know the difference between right and wrong, good and evil. Let's go on here. Uh, can, uh, can you think of someone who was caught in a sin that they thought was hidden from everybody. Hmm. Oh, boy. Does that hit home for anybody other than me? Maybe you hadn't been caught, but do you have sin in your life that's one of these hidden sins that you that you don't deal with? That you don't, you know, nobody else has caught you, so you're good? No, are you disobeying God? Let's read Numbers 32:23 Numbers 30 uh, Numbers 32:23 says but if you fail to do this you will be sinning against the Lord and you may be sure that your sin will find you out Now what they was talking about there there were things that they had been told to do and since they had been told to do it if they failed to do it the Lord uh, you know your sin would find you out so if we've got things that we know that the Lord has told us to do, we've got things that we know that are right and wrong as Christians because the Bible tells us. You know, you know our old song as kids, the Bible tells me so. Jesus loves me, this I know, because the Bible, for the Bible tells me so. There's a lot of things in the Bible, if it tells us that, then we know that that's what the Lord wants us to do. And if we fail to do this, you'll be sinning against the Lord. And you may be sure that your sin will find you out. We don't want to be in that situation. We can't always get away with sin. You know, we shouldn't want to get away with it. God knows what we do 
and will disclose it to us in our timing, in his timing, not ours. He'll be able to He'll be able to teach us somehow. He's going to draw us back toward him to get us in line so that we can't so we'll learn not to be fearful. We'll have some wisdom because uh you know, we got caught and now he's gonna explain what's right and what's wrong. We'll learn from that. But I would just soon learn without that kind of thing happening. <laughs> I would a lot rather be able to discern and have some wisdom from the Holy Spirit that will guide me as I go along without having that punishment of disobeying and my sin finding me out. I don't want that. I want to be, uh, you know, I want to be trying to do the things that God wants us to do. I want to be trying to to have that love. I want to have God's love, and I want to have that to take away the fear, knowing that he loves me. Wow, what a benefit we've got. We know God loves us, and if we're Christians, we know he, he, we're his son, we're his daughter, we're his children. And wow, how how less fearful would you be if I mean if you really can grab hold of that and hold on? Uh, and can we find wisdom from the Holy Spirit? Sure, we just have to listen. Had to spend some time praying. Had to spend some time reading the Word. There's a lot of stuff out there, and through reading and through prayer, we'll get wisdom. And with wisdom, we'll have some discernment where we can tell right and wrong, and we won't be disobeying God. So, anyway, that's a uh, quick, short lesson. So I hope you enjoyed that. Now, we got some things that I want you to think about this. There's a uh, audio clip that's part of this episode of the, of you know, with Aunt B that uh, I want to play. What if Colonel Harvey is talking about, not Indian elixir here, but he's talking about Christ. I may be stretching a little here, but listen to this. Let's listen. My mission in life is health, is zest, is vigor, is the joy of living. Now, what I offer you, my friends, is no medicine. It is far more than that. It is a tonic, an elixir, to purge the body and lift the spirits, to put a light in the eye and a spring in the step, a lilt in the voice, and hope in the human heart. Breathes there a man with soul so dead he can say he is not interested at only one dollar a bottle? Please, friends, I know the price is ridiculous. It only helps defray the cost. While the supply lasts, do I hear a voice? Wow. You hear that? He's talking about all these things that this elixir would do. What if he was just talking about what the Holy Spirit could do for you and what Jesus Christ could do for you? You know, and people, wow. For a dollar? Yeah, I'll buy that. This is free. It's a gift from God. He's given us, and we won't take it. People won't reach out there and and take hold of it and realize all those things that it can give us, uh, being being a believer in in Jesus Christ. Wow. You know, Colonel Harvey was selling Indian elixir. Wasn't even real. But people were willing to spend a dollar, two dollars, buy a bottle or two. And yet, you know, we've got this wonderful gift out there. I've been promised if we pray for it and stuff, you know, we can get so many things. We, He'll help us with our wisdom. He'll help us discern the truth. Or he'll do it for us, really, and give us the right answers. But it's free, so do we not value it, maybe? I don't know. 
Anyway, all right, so our final thought today was uh, was that mostly, but uh, here's Aunt B. Let's hear what she's got to say. We're no spring chickens anymore. <laughs> well, maybe he isn't. I'm not going to pay Doc Andrews $5 just to tell me how old I am, and I'm not that old. <laughs> <laughs> so we're no spring chickens anymore. Folks, we're not. It doesn't matter how old you are. You're no spring chicken. If you're only 12, you're still no no spring chicken. You know, we're... You're old enough to know right and wrong. We're old enough to know and be able to pray for these things that we've been talking about. So we're not spring chickens anymore. We need to get out there and get to work and not end up sitting around a piano singing Tootsie Goodbye because we've been tricked into go out and buying those things that men have promised that would give us a great feeling, but it's temporary. Doesn't last. Christ has offered things to us that we know will last and we'll be able to go with it and forever. He's going to give it to us. So, folks, hey, I want to thank you guys for being a part of a Mayberry Bible study and showing up and listening. And I'd like to hear from you. You can call me and leave a comment about it if you'd like to at 888-684-8415. Or you can send me an email at floyd at imayberry.com or you can drop by Mayberry Bible Study Podcast.com and leave messages there. And we got a new thing over at I Mayberry Community. There's a chapel and Bible study area there, so you can drop by there as well. So friends, I want to thank you for being part of our our study here. And we're gonna leave you again with uh, Malcolm Tucker singing out on Andy's front porch. And folks, we'll see you next time on Mayberry Bible Study Podcast. Go out there and you know, spread the word. God bless you. So dear to my childhood as the little brown church in the vale. There's a church in the valley by the wildwood, no lovelier spot in the vale. No so dear to my childhood as the little brown church in the vale. Oh, come, 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 come to the church in the wildwood. Oh, come to the church in the Childhood as the little brown church in the vale.